Hello, and welcome to the Transforming Catechesis podcast, where we are unlocking the future of faith formation. This podcast is devoted to helping catechetical leaders by hearing from practitioners in the field who provide information, inspiration, and the motivation needed to transform catechesis in your diocese, parish, or school. My name is Steve Botsford, and this is the Transforming Catechesis podcast. This week, I'd like to welcome Ann Doyle. She's coming to us from St. Mark Catholic Church in Wilmington, North Carolina, where she is the Director of Children's Faith Formation. Hello, Ann, and welcome. Hi, Steve. It's good to hear your voice. Thank you so much, Ann. It's good to hear yours. And I'll let our listeners know that we've been friends for a long time. When I was a representative for a catechetical publisher in the field, uh, we met and worked together. And it's been a few years since we've seen each other, so it's a great opportunity to get together and chat. I look forward to it. I do, too. This is a nice opportunity. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Anne. Well, would you kindly open us in a prayer today? Of course. Let's place ourselves before our Heavenly Father as we begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious God, we ask you to bless our time together today. May our conversation and words be fruitful, and may they help others in their ministries. We pray for all those who work in your vineyard. And as we draw closer to Pentecost, we ask the Holy Spirit to inspire and enlighten your people. Those in ministry, those in the pews, our youth, our families, our clergy, and all religious, all that serve in your name. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's get started. If you would uh, tell us about yourself and your role and how long you've been in this position. Oh, my goodness. Sure. My title has changed over the years, but right now I am the Director of Children's Faith Formation here at St. Mark in Wilmington, North Carolina. This July, I will start my 25th year in this amazing ministry. Wow. Yes, I never thought I would be in one place for that long, but it has been a blessing. Well, Anne, how did you get started in ministry then? It's kind of fun. My mother was always a catechist. I grew up in Staten Island, New York. We all went to Catholic school. So she was kind of a role model. When I was in high school, I was able to help her she uh, was teaching a confirmation class, and so I was kind of her assistant. Teaching has always been something um, I've enjoyed. I knew I wanted to be a teacher from a very early age, and I went to college and became a special ed teacher and did that for a number of years. When I came to North Carolina, I found a church. Uh, it was St. Mary's, which is now the Basilica Shrine of St. Mary's in downtown Wilmington. Of course, the first weekend I was there, they were asking for catechists. So I thought, okay, I'll volunteer to be a catechist. And I did that for a few years, and then I came to St. Mark's and volunteered here. Then I was looking for something a little different. And I was praying to God. My children were getting a little older, so they didn't need me as much. And I thought maybe it's time to go back and get my master's in special education or 
take a photography course or something like that. So I was praying about what I should do. This job was presented to me. I was filling up water balloons in our janitor's closet for a youth ministry event. <laughs> and the lady, I, this it's very funny, the lady who was in this role, uh, her name is Molly. She started talking to me and telling me she was going to be leaving. And I started, I got emotional because she is such a beautiful person. And I learned so much from her. And I said, who on earth is going to take your place? And she said, well, we're hoping you will. And with that, the water balloon, I let go of it, and we got soaking wet. <laughs> so you talk about baptism, I guess. But um, so that's kind of, you know, that's how it started. And I went and spoke with the pastor. And like I said at, at the beginning, here we are kind of ending our 24th year. So that's how I got started. <laughs> that is beautiful. You know, it's so interesting to hear folks in your role that always wanted to be a teacher, that had a faith life, that began as a catechist, maybe helping another catechist, right? And then and then mm -hmm. answering the call to become a catechist, and then sort of being hand-selected, because I think there's often when there's a search for someone, they're looking for a certain type of person to fill that role. And the education and the, the experience matters, but it's not always the driving force. You know, they're looking for a certain personality. Well, it's funny because when I met with our pastor, I sat with him and I said, you know, I don't have a degree in theology or in anything that a person for this role would need. And I'll never forget, he looked me straight in the face and he said, you have your faith. And that is what we need. That's beautiful. And I thought, okay, Father. I went home and I started laughing. You know, throughout my whole life, I said, God has a sense of humor, especially with me. And I thought, okay, here I was thinking about, you know, masters in special ed or taking a photography class or something. And God was calling me to something else. You know, I was looking for a little bit of a change, not a major change, but I kept going back to what my pastor said, you have your faith and, you know, it will come, other things will come. And he was right, you know, over the years, I did lots of classes and got the master catechist certification that our diocese requires and did beautiful training with catechesis of the Good Shepherd, um, just have really expanded my faith life and my knowledge. Uh, but it was a good beginning that the pastor and Molly gave me, I think. That's a great story. And I think having faith is so important to that, you know, because we have to be able to recognize God's call. We have to really value that relationship with God. And then we're open to hearing God's invitation, what, however it comes. A lot of times it's a parking lot call and, and other times it's, you know, years of discernment. But nonetheless, without the faith life, we'll never hear God really speaking to us. That's right. And I tell that a lot, you know, when we put those calls out in our community for volunteer catechists. And when I meet with potential people, you know, I ask them to really think and pray about it because you might want to be a catechist, but maybe that's not your role. And maybe you're more of that person that your gifts are with the fun event, you know, organizing, helping with vacation Bible school or, you know, a family event, a, an intergenerational event or something like that. So it is very important to listen, to pray, to wait, to uh, just really discern all of that. Absolutely. Well, when we return, we want to hear more about the great things happening in your program. But let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, Feast Day, the liturgical year board game.
Every day's a feast day, come and play with me. Learn about the feast days, it's fun and you will see. Scholars, saints, and symbols, and Jesus' place of birth. Play through a year of faithful fun and learn about the church. Learn what's going on at Mass and celebrate your faith. Feastdaygame.com, yeah, order today. Okay, we're back with Ann Doyle. She is the Director of Children's Faith Formation and is joining us from St. Mark Catholic Church in Wilmington, North Carolina. So we were talking about uh, the special role of a catechist that it takes many, many volunteers to run a program, but the the role of catechist is so special and so important. And it just reminded me of uh, the recent um, papal letter, the ancient ministry about the ministry of catechist. And I was just interested, do you happen to have any thoughts about that announcement and the impact it could make on the role of catechist? Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up, Steve. I was so excited when I, I read that, um, that Pope Francis put that out, and his words realizing that our church so is dependent on the laity to continue echoing God's word, to reach out to others in all, all forms of evangelization. And especially here in North Carolina, where we have a lot of rural and mission churches, where the laity are really doing everything except sacraments. You know, the priest will come in on the weekend and uh, baptize, say mass, hear confessions, and and then have to leave again. And there's that person or persons that are, are the catechists for that community. So I was very happy and joyful to see that and anxious to see what the bishops now come out with in a while for certifications or any any other directives that they have for for the laity for this ministry of of catechists yeah i appreciate what you're saying and and it's very exciting to see this uh elevation but i think there is that concern what are the implications and and what will they look like so we'll have to wait and see i suppose <laughs> we will and you know the the joys one of the joys i've had here i've been so fortunate to work with many wonderful volunteers here at St. Mark. And I've seen it throughout our diocese and other churches where, you know, the volunteers that come forward to be catechists have such a love of their faith and of the gospel message and are more than happy to do any kind of online classwork or in-person meetings or anything to get certification, to get more knowledge. I think anyone that is drawn to being a catechist has that desire for that ongoing formation. They understand very fully that it's a a cradle to grave model or faith formation, right? Um, and, And that they themselves need to keep going deeper into their their encounter with Christ. It's going to be interesting to see what comes out, but I'm looking forward to it, and I know so are my catechists. Let's look back a little further, uh, maybe about a year ago, to when Mm -hmm. we were beginning to realize that there was a pandemic. And I was just curious, how has COVID-19 affected your ministry over the last year? Oh, it has really pushed me. (laughs) You know, I'm a dinosaur. When I went away to college, I had an electric typewriter, which was very cool back then. (laughs) So uh, computers and technology, like I can answer email. I'm not that much of a dinosaur. But it really, really stretched me. And I had to 
be very creative. I went to a lot of webinars online, prayed a lot, but learned how to do Zoom and Google Meets and had to talk a few of my catechists into doing this with me because they all weren't comfortable with technology either. But we got through it together. So that was a major challenge. And I was a little bit concerned because I am a face-to-face person. And I wasn't sure how learning this way, especially for our sacrament children, how this would affect their process and and their preparation. Um, But, you know, when we turn it over to God, Steve, it all works out. And it did. (laughs) It worked out beautifully. And I got better with technology. I surprised myself. I surprised some of my parents, even commented parents, uh, you know, having been here for so long, some of my parents used to be our students. And so now um, their children are in our programs and they were commenting that um, that I was doing things that they weren't sure how to do. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was certainly a challenge, but we got through it. Sometimes it was so cute if I just could share this story. The first time I was trying to share my screen with a class, I also had to learn Google and Google Slides and Google Docs. I didn't know about any of that stuff. And I was trying to share my screen, and it was with a second-grade class. And one of the little boys started saying, Miss Ann, go down to the right-hand corner. <laughs> and he, he talked me through it, like right. click share screen up on top and then go here. And I was so grateful and I thanked him afterwards and I sent him a little note. So we all helped each other. Yeah, accompaniment, right? So that's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting to hear. I'd like to hear more about that second grade class. So did you did you shift to remote learning and virtual classes? We did. So March 16th is when we shut down here, and we had just received uh, reconciliation with our second graders and our out-of-sequence children. So we were, you know, getting closer to communion. Of course, every parent's question was, what's going to happen with communion? And my answer was, I don't know. (laughs) So we switched to online learning with all the grades, but especially with second grade, I tried to make those Google slides. We use Sadly or Pride, we believe, and the Sacrament program. So I had a very talented uh, UNCW student that helped create different presentations for us. So I pulled from different people's gifts so that uh, the children had their books at home, but we were doing different things with them. And then we also, um, we videoed myself here in the church because normally we would be bringing the kids over and showing them different things and practicing First Communion, how to receive the host. So we did that and made these videos that we shared with the children and their families. The parents really enjoyed it. What I started doing was uh, my glass is always half full, not half empty. Right. And so I started keeping a list of positives from this pandemic and the online learning and everything. And one of the wonderful positives was because the parents were there, um, we required them to be there, either sitting with their child or in the same room. So the parents were learning. You know, we would be doing parent meetings normally. And so I was doing them on Zoom. But they were sitting there with their child and interacting, and they were asking some great adult questions 
about Eucharist or about the Mass, where, you know, in another situation, they might not have felt comfortable. So we really had some good, positive experiences from our, our online classes. Yeah, that's really exciting. And and I've heard around, uh, you know, speaking with some other folks, that parent involvement increased in their programs. Not everywhere, but in a lot of places, the parents were closer to their children and the formation, and, and that's so vital and important. I assume you're going back face-to-face in the fall? That is our plan. Um, I've had some parents ask if we were going to keep an online model for various reasons. Some of our families don't live very close. It might be a scheduling issue perhaps for them, but we are going to encourage in-person learning. And if there are a few families that might need an online component, we're going to look into that. Ministry is not about digital tools. You know, it's about faith development. One, One of the other positives I got was, you know, our parent involvement and attendance was much better with my parent Zoom meeting versus when I'd have them while faith formation classes were being held. We had great attendance and we are looking at that. Also, every month we had a home kit that they would come and pick up and there would be activities and questions and things for them to do as a family. And then we asked them to send a picture of their family doing that. And interesting enough, some parents would send a little movie of what they were doing or their child's response. So that was really neat to see. Also, here at St. Mark's, we used to have Children's Liturgy of the Word dismissal at one of our masses. I wanted to continue that, Children's Liturgy of the Word, So I started doing that myself, reading from the children's lectionary and offering a reflection and giving them a question or two to think about. So again, parents and children would email me a video or write me a response. And I believe we reached more people that way because not everyone was coming to the 930 Mass where we did Children's Liturgy of the Word. So this way, with every parent getting this video weekly, it gave them and their child or children the opportunity to respond back, to kind of reflect on the gospel reading for the week, and uh, then to kind of think about it as a family and respond back to us with their feelings and what they thought about the readings for the week. So that was that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That's really wonderful that uh, it's something that you never expected to happen, but it, it turned out to be a really positive result. Well, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, Sadlier, in the new kindergarten through sixth grade catechetical program, Christ in Us. Are you looking to transform faith formation in your program? Listen to what one customer said. Christ in Us has energized religious education at our parish. It is substantial learning in an energetic, flexible, broadly communicative, and variable platform. If you would like to experience the transformative power of Christ in Us, go to www.sadlier.com religion to learn more. Okay, we're back with Ann Doyle from St. Mark Catholic Church in Wilmington, North Carolina, where she is the Director of Children's Faith Formation. So Ann, what are you most thankful for during your time in ministry? Well, first, um, for the many volunteers that have helped me over the years in, in ministry, for all the catechists, 
for some of them that have stayed with me most of this time. Uh, so that's definitely something a blessing and something I'm very thankful for. Um, for all the people that I've networked with within our diocese and across the country, um, meeting speakers, meeting people like yourself, Steve, that have helped us, helped me along my faith journey and, and in my ministry, and just the opportunity of walking with others, walking in faith with the parents. You know, they might be on the fringe of their faith, and they know that they, they need to be bringing their children to religious education, to faith formation. So, you know, when they open up, walking with them and helping them along wherever, wherever they are. You know, just, just being blessed to work with all these great families and children. And over the years, you know, the, all the priests I've worked with, you know, just learning from everybody. It, it, I'm thankful for all of that. Sure. And it's all about the people. Ministry is all about the people, isn't it? Oh, it, it is. It is. <laughs> My door has always been open. People know they can come sit down. I love having those conversations. One of my favorite Bible stories is is the road to Emmaus. And um, I never realized that until a couple of years into my ministry, but just walking alongside people and um, listening to their story and maybe sharing a bit of yours, but really the listening part because people, you know, they want to be heard, they want to share, and they want to ask questions. And so to be able to offer that safe space where they can do that truly has been a blessing. Mm. What would what advice would you give to those beginning in ministry? Well, one thing that I always think about the pastor that hired me, coming from public school and, and not being used to parents in religious ed programs and things, he told me, remember, you aren't the judge. <laughs> There's only one judge in this world because I might judge a parent for not coming to a parent meeting or something like that very early in, in my ministry here. But so remember, we're not the judge. We don't know where people, how they're coming to us. Um, you know, as a church, we have rules and regulations, but we, we really need to remember that, I feel, and to pray and to listen. Mm. Um, that would be my advice. Like before you do anything, you know, have an event or think about planning an event, to pray about it, to take that time to sit with God quietly and to listen and see what might kind of bubble up inside of you that he's speaking to you about. You know, it's so funny. It comes back to what we spoke about early on in our conversation, that uh, the faith that we have and that relationship that we have with God and the ability to listen. And I think that's so important. Great words to, uh, to folks just getting started. Well, any final words of wisdom or inspiration that you would like to share with our listeners today? Just be present for all those that you encounter in your ministry and always be open. Again, as an educator, I, we are never done learning. So just always be open to um, what other people might be saying and doing and, and learn from them. Be accepting of all that, you know, walk through your doorway. Well, thank you so much for joining me and sharing your uh, experience with us. And, and for our listeners, thank you. And I hope that you found Anne's story and wisdom a source of inspiration. If you found this helpful for unlocking your program's future, be sure to subscribe to the Transforming Catechesis podcast and share it with your colleagues and friends. And don't forget to check out Feast Day, the liturgical year board game, 
at www.feastdaygame.com. Until the next time, may your faith shine and transform those around you.